Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, guys. Before I get into my next guest, I want to talk to you about Motive Pure. Um, basically, with winter and with all of the dehydration in the air, I have been unable to really enjoy drinking water and getting enough water because I frankly sometimes don't like the way water tastes. And this has become a really great way for me to add some flavor to my water, um, which actually Actually, is Motive Pure is an electrolyte solution that you mix with water. It contains essential electrolytes, sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. There's no dyes to it. It doesn't give you like a funny pink color. There's no sugar and no calories. Just naturally flavored water that's sweetened with the stevia plant. So in addition to being really yummy, it does more for you with all of these added electrolytes. So check it out. It's Motive Pure, and I'm loving it for hydrating myself during this winter months. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tabitha Mir. And I can't even tell you how excited I am. I have a woman that needs no introduction, Kyle Richards, known from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Um, she's not just a reality star. She is a mother of four, married for 20 years, and she slays. So what <laughs> I need to do is I need to sit her down and ask her how she looks the way she does and, and her tips and her tricks, and I just want to get to know everything about you. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here, too. So how many seasons now have you been on Housewives? We have, This is our sixth season. Sixth season? Yep. Are I had no idea what I was <laughs> signing up for when I started this show. I mean, you're one of, the, obviously, the original, and are you still having fun with it? Are you still enjoying it? You know, there's times that we have so much fun. You know, I think you don't always see that necessarily in the show. We always see, like, the problems and the drama, but we also have a lot of fun, too. Otherwise, I don't think any of us would keep coming back. Well, you guys are friends in real life, so you're not pretending to be friends for e TV. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, not all of us were friends well, all the I time. Know, I know. It's, <clears> it's kind of... not say those names. I'm going to keep this light and positive exactly <laughs> but you know it's interesting because um I, I've noticed like some seasons are really challenging mm -hmm. you know like I remember one of the early seasons you were kind of a new mom to Portia mm -hmm. and you were talking about your body and you're kind of still kind of keeping it covered because you weren't comfortable with it and and I want to talk about how you stay slim after four kids like my sister is like obsessed she's had two and she's like how does this woman do it you know, it's not easy for me, to be honest. You know, I work with a lot of really skinny women on the show I'm who glad seem you to said eat that whatever tell. they want, and yeah. they, they don't ever gain weight, or some of them somehow don't eat, and they're fine with that. They don't know how they do that, <laughs> but I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> but for me, you know, I'm a curvy girl. You yeah. know, I'm petite. You know, I'm five, two and a half, and, you know, I'm, I'm curvy, so it's harder for me. So You're very little. Like, very I mean little. that in the most sincere and amazing way. You're small. I'm small, but I'm, I'm like a juicy drunk. 
drumette. <laughs> I'm a little, a little you're a juicy mini on drumstick, me. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I have you know certain problem areas that no matter what, I I definitely eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I exercise, and I want to set a good example to my daughter. So right. it's not just about being thin and looking good; it's about being healthy. Right. So I have a family history that I'm worried about. So I'm like healthy, healthy, healthy. But there's certain areas, no matter what I do, um, I just cannot get rid of. You know, my love handles and my stomach. Let's so. just call those areas out. It's the gut, it's the butt, and it's the hips, right? It's yes. all, not not on you, but on every woman, right? Yeah, I think for what me, but you know, I also my arms bother me sometimes too. Arms. Like, <laughs> but and like, my turkey neck and my back. Yeah. But no, no. But like I get those, it. I actually, you know, when I'm really good and working on doing my push-ups, yeah. I can get my arms looking good. Yeah, you know, it's certain areas like the love handles that I struggle with it. I yeah. can't no matter what I do, which is why I did, you know, what I was sculpture. talking to you about earlier, sculpture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I like to emphasize is that you are, you are really tight with your diet, you know, for the most part, everybody has cheat days, like pizza days. And yeah. Like I'm looking for pizza today. Like I was, in, <laughs> I was in Cali this weekend. I was looking for in and out. So I get it. Right. Yeah. So, but I get the whole tight diet thing. And I love that you kind of teach your daughters that because I've seen um, a lot of women who in front of their daughters will talk about how they're dieting and how they're fat and how they need to lose that, weight and their kids are starting to catch up on that that bothers me so much yeah. I see so many moms saying that like oh I look fat in this or even saying to the kids oh you shouldn't eat that I'm so worried about you know my kids having you know a bad body image especially you know living in Beverly Hills where yeah. everybody seems to look perfect and so I'm very fortunate that my kids don't think like thinner is better okay. they you know they actually you know because of like J-Lo and the Kardashians yeah. they're like oh yeah. look her butt looks big isn't that great I'm like that's not how I grew that's up that's not how I grew up either <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I love that. But I just focus on being healthy. And I've raised them like, you know, I never let them order off the kids' menu because it was always unhealthy food. Yeah. So, it's like mac and cheese, but for kids. You yeah. Know, like, or oh, butter, pasta, chicken nuggets, yeah. and french fries. So, no, I mean, Portia loves salad and, you know, salmon and broccoli. So, I'm very, you know, all That's my good. kids. I'm lucky. You know, speaking of your kids, you have four stunning daughters. Like, I can't even believe you have, like, a 25-year-old. 27. 20, get out. Oh, my yeah. God. So, um, seven to 27. That's insane. Um, I'm just, I just honestly think, like, the one thing about you on, um, in general that I find is you're so relatable. I know that you grew up in, like, this glamorous, that's your hometown, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. But you stay very relatable because I think there's a lot of genuine love as you as a mother and a wife. How do you keep your kids so grounded? Well, you know, I grew up with a mom that was like, you know, we weren't allowed to go get manicures and pedicures. We had to do it ourselves. And mm-hmm. we had to wash our own car when we were teenagers. You know, she'd like wake me up out of a sound sleep, get down there and wash your car. It's dirty, you know. So we had to make our own beds and, you know, do all that stuff. And um, I didn't grow up like being spoiled like that. I think and that's so important. So, you know, I try really hard to do that with my girls. I have to say I, I don't do as good of a job as my mom did. <laughs> it's hard because, you know, nowadays it's different. Yeah. My kids have such a crazy um, amount of work with their school. School. It's really unbelievable. It's it's actually something psychiatrists are calling like stressful for kids. Like they're overbooked. My kids wake up at six in the morning, you know, and especially the ones, you know, forgetting the college, you know, Sophia's in high school. She's doing homework till midnight. I'm like, you're not even getting enough sleep. This is crazy. I, I really yeah. can't say, oh, well, let's go do your chores on top of all that. So yeah. I try to do what I can say. Yeah. You have to keep your room in order. You have to make your bed, you know, on the weekends, you know, because during the week they're out the door or whatever. So I just try to, you know, stick to that, you know, trying to keep them down to earth. And it's funny because um, I think that that's kind of how I grew up too, like not to be spoiled. I feel like now that I'm older, I see girls who've grown up 
privileged, maybe not money-wise, but spoiled-wise, and they don't have coping mechanisms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I it's so funny because I've always, you know, loved doing my own makeup. Yeah, me too. I can put on my lashes. I can do my manicure, my pedicure. You know, I, I, I color my own hair often. So, and, you know, and my kids see me do that, you know, but we're in a time now where you can, like, hit an app and, like, someone comes to your house to do your nails. And I know. I just don't want my kids growing up like that, yeah. you know? You they want have them to, to be, to be problem solvers. Exactly. Yeah. And they need to be able to take care of themselves. And I say to my girls often, you know, you're very fortunate, you're very privileged, but you don't know what's going to happen as you get older. Yeah. You don't know, are you going to, you know, uh, what's your job going to be? Are you going to have money? You're gonna, you know, are you going to, you know, is your husband going to be successful or is he not? You don't know. You, you may not know. have someone to help you. You need to know how to do these things yourself. And those are so important. Like you plant the seeds now because there are things now as an adult I've had to deal with that I didn't know I had the strength for. But it's because of those seeds that my parents planted for me when I was younger. Because here I am. I'm not, nobody's babying me anymore. I'm not being parented anymore. So it's all on me and what I've learned growing up. And and as as a mom, you're setting the example. So even when you're not, you know, you know, preaching to them, they're watching you and seeing what you do. So any kind of tips for your listeners that love you for being a mother to four? Like what have you kind of, four girls especially, patience I'm sure. (laughs) You know it's funny because I've had a a child in my teens, 20s and 30s and almost 40. Yeah. So it's it's changed. My my first baby, I was so young, I had so much energy and you know, less patience probably. Right. I was the mom, you know, jumping in the jumpy for like an hour and a half and thought it was so fun. <laughs> and now I don't want to be in the jumpy necessarily. <laughs> but I have so much patience, you know. I mean, I don't care what Porsche is doing, you know, now, you know, with my last, you know, she's the baby. It's like I always think, well, this is where I'm supposed to be. You know? And it's really funny because it's crazy how you can get pregnant. I'm not saying I'm talking about fertility issues in general. Like you can get pregnant at 15, but you can't at necessarily 45. It kind of should be the reverse where you cannot get pregnant at 15. And yeah. only, so, because you do have more patience later. Um, exactly. You grew up as an act. You, know, you kind of were you were a child actor. How did that affect your growing up and 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 how you were raised? Do you think it changed you from any from from the normal? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely, it did. I mean, my friends were in you know a normal school and you know get up every day, going to school and going to camp and their prom, and I didn't do any. Do you of feel that. like you missed out? Yes, yeah, I do. But I, I mean, I don't have any. I don't know the difference. Right. But I don't have any regrets. I, I, you know, when I look back, I think I had a lot of fun being a child actor. I got to travel and do a lot of things, and I was fortunate enough to be on a show like Little House on the Prairie when I was very little, and we spent our times, you know, like in fields riding horses and you know fishing in a pond in a stream. So it was like camp. <laughs> it, it, it actually really was. It was like that. And there was a lot of kids in the show. So we were like tutored in this little tiny schoolhouse. So it was interesting. You know, it was, it was very different, you know. But when I was not filming and I would, you know, go back to school, which wasn't even that often because when I wasn't filming, I was tutored sometimes at home. But when I would go back to school, I felt like out of the loop. Like I didn't know what the cool songs were. I didn't know what the cool clothes were. I was always in a wardrobe. So I felt kind of like a, a, a nerd, you know. You're like in a little house in the prairie wardrobe going to high school. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom's like, you have to wear braids every day. And I was like, I don't want to wear braids. I want to be a cool girl. What if your kids wanted to go into acting? What would you tell them? Portia does. She's yeah. the only one. Really? And I pushed it off and pushed it off. And I wanted her to, you know, obviously do something completely different. 
But when it's in their blood, which I think it is with her, you know, you kind of can't avoid it. And she came to me and she said, I keep telling you I want to be an actress. She actually said to me, I keep telling you I want to be an actress and a housekeeper and you don't do anything to try to help me. <laughs> so, I love it. I love when those little girls speak their minds. Yes, yeah, so I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I can get you a little broom set and whatever, a little cleaning kit, which she I had me get her. So the little, you know, bucket and all her little things. And she wanted me to <laughs> help her act. So I put her in her little theater classes thinking she'd get get out of her system. No, she loves it more. But now she has an agent. She went on her first audition oh, the other day. Wow, that's amazing. Well, she's a cutie pie. I mean, they're all beautiful. All your girls are Thank stunning. You. They really Thank are. You. you know, how is it now that you're on reality and, and how different it is from when you were a child? Like, it's so much more invasive now. I, uh, I mean, it's completely different. You know, first of all, it's, you know, when you're a child actor, you're just acting and you leave your job behind and you go home and you're yourself. This is, you know, you're taking your job home with you every day. It's your life. It's out there. Plus, social media is a whole other, you know, beast. A whole, it's another castmate. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, you're on television. You're just, you just, everyone thinks you're, you're great. You're adorable. Everybody, everybody loves you. At least that's what you, all you know. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, gosh, you know, the, the, the things that people say and, you know, tweet and you know social media are just terrible and it's it's insane because the the level of bullying you you get a lot of love too but people yeah. say some stuff on the social media that i'm just like you have no business but none of it's real the but, love or the bullying yeah it's like it that's a good way to look at it people you know they don't so it's like it, well that's better to have the nice things you know you, you just can't read into really any of it no, you can't. So, and I teach my kids that. I'm like, look at these people. They said I'm ugly. Right. They said I'm this. And we laugh about it because I'm scared, you know, when that happens to them, that they can already see how, how I deal with it. So we talk about that a lot and make fun of it. And it's really funny because I saw this special on Anderson Cooper about kids and selfies and Instagram. And this man, this woman actually took her daughter's phone away. She's 13. She threw an epic tantrum because she wasn't able to have her phone for the weekend. So yeah. I get scared because I've got two nieces and the oldest is five. And she already knows, like, how to use an iPad and iPhone phone way oh, better. Portia teaches me how to you know, yeah. run everything. Oh my gosh. And it's like, I hope that there's like a kind of a, a, come, a counter to all of this selfieing where it's like the anti-selfie, you know, where we don't have one selfie that determines your few days good or it's bad. It's the thing that tortures me the most about being a parent, you know, what we deal with today is social media and how, you know, you know, the Snapchatting and how distracted we are by our phones and yeah. how much importance they put on how many likes, um, you know, a picture gets and everybody's lives look, look so perfect. That really bothers me and it's like out of my control, either, which is as a mom, it's scary. I'm like, what can I do? And I'm also scared about texting and driving. So that's, that's you actually just have to talk yeah, about it all scary. the time. Talk and like about it. live streaming too. Do you know that live streaming, this whole uh, the periscope and the live streaming, while it can be really great, now people are doing crazy things like drunk driving and periscoping their drives and they get right. arrested. Some prisoner did it from inside the jail cell and he got busted. It's just But as a mom what you do is you say, Look at this, look what I just saw. How stupid. Can you mm -hmm. imagine this person you keep talking about it and talking about it? So you're like beating it into So their you heads. have these you have these real conversations oh, with your all kids. the time. And I think that's important. Well the other day I posted something, you know, thank God my girls are very confident and you know, they don't let things bother them like that. But I posted a picture with my girls and somebody tweeted that they were hairy like Chewbacca and all we did was laugh. And so we, every time we too. see a picture they go, Look at this great shot of me, Mom. By the way, being <laughs> So mean. <laughs> Being hairy like Chewbacca when you're 15 only helps you when you're later on because then they ask you if your hair is real and if this the is real. The funniest thing is they're not, I mean, they have, <laughs> they have gorgeous hair and, you know, they have heavy eyebrows.
eyebrows like me. I'm like, who cares? So did I, honey. And now people are like, is your hair real? I'm like, it was real when I was 15 and you're making fun of me for being Chewbacca. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I got Chewbacca. it. I, I was. It was like another word then, too. But I get it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Beverly Hills. I got to get into this. Like, right. I would love to talk about Beverly Hills. It's like Glamourville. It's your hometown. Yep. There's so much plastic surgery, so much of a of a thing to be fit. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about you and how you stay fit because you know, we met at the sculpture event mm-hmm. and I being a physician, knowing my patients would love to have, you know, basically contouring, body contouring without surgery. You've done it. Is that one of your tricks? I have to tell you something. I mean, I was so excited to do this because I like I said, I have that problem area that no matter what I did wouldn't go away. And what sculpture is, it's a light based body contouring laser that destroys the fat yeah. in twenty five minutes. So basically, it's strapping a belt on. You feel heat, and it feels like almost like a heating pad. Right. And it heats up a bit, and then it cools down. Not painful. And I was talking on the phone when I did it, and then left and went to work to my store, and that was it. Well, I've, I'm <laughs> familiar with these technologies because we have another kind of technology for you know other areas of the body, like the face for tightening. But for the body, that's been that hasn't been done yet. This so, is like amazing. Yeah. This is something I have not heard of. So yet. you've you tried it? What's it? Did it hurt? No, it okay. did not hurt me. And I was expect I was like, okay, because I don't have a high threshold for pain. Right. So I was like, okay, let's just see. And it did not hurt me at all. And it's not like you you need to lose weight. It's not about losing weight. It's really about stubborn. Because you're you have a great body, but you're just talking about those stubborn. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, like, it's yeah, right. I don't want to. You know, but yeah, of course I look and I think, oh my gosh, I wish I could fix this or this. But that's why those areas, you know, I like to, if you, I want to be able to wear a nice top and, you know, crop you know, top. Yeah, not a crop top. Those, <laughs> a crop top is not in my future. Kyle Richards in a crop top. Yeah, that is not happening. <laughs> but no, you know, it's like it changes your choice of clothing when yeah. you feel bad about your middle area. I don't want to always wear a loose, you know, baggy top. Well, this is something that, you know, for example, I don't want to single my sister out again. Sorry, sister. But, you know, that's one of her things. She's had kids. I haven't yet, so I get it. Um, I see what she's going through um it's she diets she eats well you diet in terms of you have a great diet you work out how often do you work out i mean ideally i would like to five days a week but with my schedule ends up being no it's hard because you've got a life and so this three if i can't so how often do you make time for how many treatments have you had done i just did the one you did the one say that you know you'll see results after one treatment and have you started seeing results and well, it just—I just did it about a week ago. That's right. So but it, it takes it up takes to six, six weeks. weeks. Exactly. But they showed me the pictures. The people who did the procedure on me, they had done it themselves, and they showed me the picture, and I was blown away. So you basically sat on a table, and you had this strapped to your to your midsection, talking you, like this. Yes. And you were texting, talking, mm-hmm. chilling out, relaxing yep. for twenty-five yep. minutes. Yep. Didn't hurt. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. And so you're gonna wait six weeks. Yep, and, and your you, you can lose up to twenty five percent of the body. That's there. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, and then I, I did that love handles here, mm-hmm. and then next I'm going to do the front part of my stomach. God, and, as a doctor, then, I'd be putting it all over my body. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, can you just strap me up from head to toe? <laughs> I just no. ate a cheeseburger. Let's go do some sculpture. Well, but, you know, but obviously you, have, you do something like this, you know, just for a problem area yeah. and in conjunction with, like I said, eating right and being Absolutely. healthy. Listen, even with liposuction, like I want to I want to really reiterate, this is not about losing weight. You're, you're not trying to lose 50 pounds, even with lipo. This right. is a procedure to help really tone and 
reduce those stubborn areas. Yeah, you and know? you're doing it without being put under. Yeah, you know, you're not. It's being not invasive. You're anyways. not being exactly, cut. exactly. And there's a hell of a recovery from lipo. I mean, this there is really less is. than like Botox. Yeah, I didn't even have it. You don't even have a shot. And Botox <laughs> is like brushing your teeth. So. Exactly, it's like a mani pedi. <laughs> well, I saw the lady um, at the demonstration um, for the launch last night. She said that she could have napped if there wasn't so many people in the room. Yeah. Did you feel the same? Well, I was so excited. I was asking, you know, a million questions. And I was like, you know, yeah. So, no, it wasn't like that. But I was definitely completely painless. And just, like I said, felt like a heating pad. And I went about my day. And that was it. I'm familiar with the technology. So I've seen it work in other areas. Like, they have smaller versions of it in other types of technologies for, like, the under chin that they've been doing for a while. So I'm really excited to see someone's come out with something for a body. Me, too. I'm you know? really excited. Yeah. And it really didn't look like I was looking to see if she was wincing, you know, last night and nothing. She was like yawning, chilling out on her phone, texting. So that's really pretty amazing. I know. I'm excited I'm really to see excited. the results. I'm like, this sounds like a miracle to me. Did you take it before? So you're going to have to take an after. Did you do yeah, measurements? They did. Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. All right, so let's talk plastic surgery a little bit because okay. I, and not, I want to talk because I am a dermatologist. I do procedures on people. I am so pro because it's a war, okay? It's a war. <laughs> People will they'll criticize you for looking old or fat or skinny, but then if you get work done, they'll criticize you for that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And by the way, and if you look good, uh-huh. just because you're like rested and looking good, they'll say, look, she had all that work done. Yeah. And then if you look tired one day, I'm like, I'm like, well, so where'd all the work go? Yeah, Everybody? exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're always judging. Does and this assuming. bother you when people ask you if you, I, like, they ask me, so obviously I'm a dermatologist, so they definitely think I've done everything, but does it bother you when people ask you? You know what, I, you know what bothers um, me is that I think because we're from Beverly Hills, yes. on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills, they yeah. assume that you do everything. And the truth is, I do do Botox, but for Beverly Hills standards, I do very little. Like, I don't do filler in my face. You know, I haven't done any of the those crazy lasers yet. I want to, but there's so many out there, I, I don't know. know which one to do. I know. So um, I'm always like, God, why do they assume, you know, that I, you know, I've done all these things? Or if I wear like lip liner and like lip gloss, I say, oh, you did your lips. I'm like, well, I, today, I did, well, today they're gone. So <laughs> my lips that will be washed off tomorrow night. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I watch um, a lot of the way people ask all of the women on TV, myself included, and at first I really got insulted by it. Like, how, how, how can you assume? And then I'm like, you know what? So what? So what if I get stuff done? I've had my lips done. Here, I love it. Um, <laughs> and that's how I feel. I'm going to start kind of responding because I feel like almost by them asking it's a little bit of bullying and shaming and I want to end that well it's like it's like saying you're not you know you would you not really look pretty or look good if you didn't do this you're like you know take away anything that you were actually born yeah. with away <laughs> yeah it's like I remember and I, I remember like being in like part of my life where people weren't naturally blonde and they never told anyone you know what I mean <laughs> and I feel like that doesn't matter anymore so why should this exactly so you see a lot of but it but I do think in where we where we live I actually say where we live but that's not even fair because I see it everywhere yeah. where people go overboard people and what, go overboard. but when I see like a woman walking down the street in Beverly Hills who has done way too much and she's walking around with these ridiculous you know overly overly humongous fake boobs yeah. and you know the bleached hair and all this face 
you know, stuffed under her face. I think that's who gives people in Beverly Hills a bad name. It does. You know, but it doesn't have to be like that. When Not your everyone's skin like that. starts to look like your you're cellophane or you've been bathing in formaldehyde, it's time to stop. Like, there's facial dysmorphic disorders. Oh, 100%. And every time I look, I think, oh my. And that's another thing I talk about with my kids. Yeah. And I'm like, those women do not look younger. No. They look the same age, but that they've had work done, which is like wearing a stamp across your head that says, I'm insecure. It's, uh, it's absolutely, you know, it's kind of funny you say that because it's an indiscriminate age. You don't know if they're 30 or 50 or 60 or 70. You really don't know because after a certain point, everybody looks the same. But if they look like they had a lot of work done, I assume but they're they older. don't look younger. Yes. Actually, when you're younger doing it over, you look older. Yes. I have majority of my patients, you can't tell they've had anything done. And I mean that because they start to see wrinkles in their forehead. They start doing a little bit of Botox. It's preventative. Right. And I've actually had to turn girls away. I had these beautiful, they look, they could have been your daughters or you, beautiful dark hair, beautiful skin. And they're, they came in with lips sized sausages and they wanted more. And I said, no, come back to me in six months and we'll talk. Yeah, I don't want I them to feel bad. Do that. No. no. Um, but you've seen a lot, I'm sure. Oh, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. How do you react? Like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> is it, it's so kind of, it's not that abnormal where, where you, you're living. I mean, it's like ri- ridiculous. It's like, you know, like clownish at yeah. times. You know, I mean, you just don't partake, you know? Yeah. And you, you kind of like, when we like do the reunion, you know, Andy will ask questions. Yes, people he always does. Question, and you think, oh, you kind of get thrown in like a, a this like lump of like, oh, Beverly Hills women. But, you know, anyone who knows yeah. me knows me. I'm not, you know, I'm not against it by any means. No. I just, you know, I think people go way too overboard. But I kind of like, when I would look at it, you're like a brunette in a sea of blondes. Not that there aren't other brunettes, but you really, like, you've maintained your, as a doctor, I'm going to say anatomical structure. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You still look like you. You look amazing. What's your skincare tips? Like, your skin, I can't even tell you. Like, you are doing something right. Thank you. Well, you know, my mom did have beautiful skin, um, but um, I think that, you know, I'm just... I take good care of my skin like I do my hair. I'm like cheap both like, you know, I'm very like meticulous about that. Um, I always exfoliate yeah. and I like to use a glycolic cream. Good. I know, love glycolic. Really heavy eye cream. Um, I have dry skin, not oily skin, so I like a really heavy moisturizer heavy. and I always make sure I do, you know, the neck. And my mom taught me all that stuff. And my mom used to tell me, when you wake up in the night, even if you have to go to the bathroom, just throw, my mom used to like, use Nivea and that like, had the most gorgeous skin. I in promise the world. you, Nivea is great. I'm coconut like, oil is great, just organic coconut oil yeah I mean but she would say you know just put on your face and rub on your hands and go back to bed I'm like so my my mom was always telling me stuff like that oh that's awesome you know it's funny because um I love um just a lot of DIY stuff or or drugstore stuff like I'm I'm I don't think you need to spend $500 for a face cream there's something called CeraVe and it's in a tub and you can buy it at the drugstore and I telling you it works you will probably love it CeraVe? CeraVe. Okay. Just go Check buy the it tub. It's like 10 bucks. It used to be five, 10 years ago, but now it's $10. Yeah, I would <laughs> never spend, like, I'll go into a store and you know, they'll say, especially if they watch the show, they'll say, oh, you've got to see this cream. It's amazing. And it's like $400. I'm like, um, no, I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> I am not going to do that. So I, I find things like that too, the drugstore that I also love. Yeah. And it's like, I also, I have my own product line, but I look at it like, if I can't afford to buy my own products, how am I going to sell it to other people? Right. You know, and I don't think that every single product needs to be super expensive. Right. Do you have any like homeopathic tips that you use like and your, your hair is so soft and, you know, healthy in your skin? Anything that you kind of learned from your mom? You know, well, you know, I I've, mm. I have kind of like mashed up and um, made like, you know, masks before and 
Pamela, who has done my hair for a long time, she's you know come up with concoctions. You know, I put my hair and then I sleep with it. A lot of times, I'll sleep with a heavy mask on my hair and yeah. just put a towel on my pillow. Yeah, and just put it in a in a knot and sleep like that. Um, when I'm not shooting, I don't blow dry my hair at all, and I just like let it dry naturally. So I just try to like you know you kind of have to baby it like yeah. your, your hair and your skin because your your hair can also age you yeah you know young healthy looking hair just makes you look younger and over processing it and doing too much it looks makes you look older. I agree, and it is good hair, healthy hair, shiny hair makes you look younger. And once you destroy it, it's hard to get back. It's and hard I teach to get my back. kids that too. <laughs> I've gone blonde, and I will never do that again. It took me like five years to recover that. Yeah. Um, what about like okay? So you said you've done Botox. Yeah. Why why are you scared of fillers? Because I don't like the way they look. Yeah. And I when I look at them to be, I mean, from what I've I've seen, some people probably didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. But when I see filler in people's cheeks, I feel like their eyes look smaller. You know, people get overboard with filler. They start doing more and more and more, and then what happens? It pushes up their. And lower, then their eyes are they look, little yeah, small eyes. Little small. I see. And it then too. probably they're doing it at a time where they're aging anyway, and the eyes coming down. So next thing you know, I feel like they look like. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm You're just right. scared of that. Yeah. And um, you kind of need someone who tells you when enough's enough because I've seen it too. Like people will come to me because they want more and more, and I'll be like, I'm not doing it anymore because you get like you lose track. You know, and right. it starts getting. Well, then what happens? Like, for example, like, you know, as I'm pointing out to you here, this part that yeah, I would the love laugh for. Yeah, line. Yeah. Right. You know, I've been told that if I would put filler there, that will pull that away. But then what happens? I keep doing it and doing it. And I don't know what, when you, when does it end? <laughs> well, that's that's an awesome question. Um, you know, I would start really subtle and really, really subtle. I wouldn't try, for you, I wouldn't put anything in your cheeks. You've got a great face. You don't need to. Well, I have change a square it. jaw too, so yeah. I think that's also why I'm scared of it. Yeah, you you don't want a square jaw and then pop in like you know it just the cheeks out to here. If you wanted to take care of your laugh line, I would just recommend a tiny little bit in either side. Let that settle. Even if it's only 25% better than what you have now, at least you know that you like it. It's mm -hmm. when people overfill and it starts to look like a big, I don't even know, like a. I don't even know how to describe it's it. It's those people that have overfill that give that you know a bad name or scare me. Yeah. You know, or they've gone too much here, and then you know, on their laugh lines, and then it looks like a flat looking. It looks flat, right? Because they try and not have that line. Any. They don't and, have any, and that doesn't <laughs> look natural. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's any anyone ever has that. Even even babies have a little bit. I mean, it's not quite exactly. as deep, but it's not supposed to be flat. And my Porsche has a line. <laughs> Why can't we have a little line there? <laughs> I know, but um, so you are you're okay with Botox, so I yeah. I love it. I think. I it's mean, great. I'm I was definitely scared of it in the beginning, but now I'm like, oh please. I mean, literally, I don't. I don't. Everybody does. I know. Dogs. Everyone. People used to hide it, and not talk about it. I know. I didn't even tell my husband because I knew he would be really against that. He doesn't yeah. like it. Well, you can't like tell that. husbands. husbands. So I used to like. You're fine the way you are. I would say I went to get a facial. Uh huh. <laughs> and then Andy Cohen asked me on the reunion, and I, I, I can't lie. I'm the. I, I mean, I just cannot lie. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I do. And I was like, oh gosh, my husband's not gonna like this. It's not that Andy Cohen asked. It's the way he asked. It's like this. So what kind of work have you had done? And he looks at you, and if you even think about lying, he gives you this look like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> well, I think everyone on the show is really honest about everything. Yeah. And, you know, I think people coming in, when, when we first started The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think a lot of people thought, oh, they're going to be the most phony because it's Beverly Hills. Yeah. And then they were like, actually, they're not. And they have, like, you know, you know, especially what was going on all of our lives, mm -hmm. we were ended up being one of the more real ones because everyone was dealing with such real-life issues, what Taylor was going through and Kim and my yeah. family. It was intense. And we were like, you know what, we, you know, it's not like anybody here has done more than any one of the other shows. You know, <laughs> you're putting yourself out there, and that's a very – 
want people to understand that's scary. You're putting yourself out there for people to judge you. So you mm -hmm. have to turn that off because you have your life and your issues to deal with. Right. Um, yeah. One thing that I want to ask you about that's just you're, you just celebrated your 20 year anniversary. Yep. Been married 20 years. 20 years. That's so insane. <laughs> what do you, okay, just what keeps it going for you, like with you two? I mean, I always talk, people always ask me, what is the, um, secret to a successful marriage and I, I always struggle with the answer because I think there's so many yeah you know answers there's not one thing but you know I have friends who'll say I'm dating somebody and you know I we really you know love each other but we're having problems we're going into therapy and I'm like okay yeah. red flag yeah because you really have to start off with a almost perfect situation honestly yeah going into a marriage because life throws you a lot of curveballs yeah I mean you're pregnant and hormones and you know throwing up and you know taking care of a baby with a fever you know I yeah. used to get mad at my husband when he played golf and I was like I've been home with the babies all day they were throwing up and I don't feel good all that stuff but you need to start with an almost perfect situation mm -hmm. I hate to break it to everybody but it's true you know you, know? you can't expect them to suddenly change and get a job and or whatever you know but to, to start with the perfect situation you really need to find someone you're compatible with my yeah. husband and I are always in sync like we'll say like I feel like eating you know and then we'll like say the same restaurant like just finding somebody that you know you really enjoy each other's company we like to do the same things mm -hmm. I know they say opposites attract our personalities are opposite mm -hmm. I'm a neurotic nervous Nelly I'm always scared something's gonna happen and he's like <laughs> so relaxed so we compliment each other but we love to do the same things yeah and it seems like everything that you are you are escalating and you know your life is changing and he's very successful and getting more and more successful you guys give each other that room for growth because sometimes couples get intimidated by the other success well you know we grew together when i when my husband and i got married you know he was in the clothing business and you know he did not have any money really <laughs> and um so we decided to get a babysitter one night a week mm -hmm. and we would, decided to go get our real estate license together that was our date night and um, so we got into real estate. I mean, I have my license, but I don't do anything with it, clearly, <laughs> but it's hanging. You do a lot of other things. But we grew, you know, together, you know, and um, so it's nice, you know, as, you know, the show started going to happening and he was starting the agency. So we've gone through a lot of changes and we've, you know, had to sit down and say, okay, this gets a little scary to me. Like, I was, like, fine in our little condo. And it's, you know, when we were first married with the kids, like, you know, like, it was like the little woman who lived in the shoe. <laughs> but I was like, now I'm, this kind of scares me a little bit, yeah. you know. So we, like, always talk about that. I'm like, okay, let's just make sure that, you know, we, have, we put our, our calendars out and say, okay, we have to be, you know, we've got this and this. So we have to make sure we're together, for, mm -hmm. you know, we pick and choose because we don't want to be apart a lot. And that's so important. And it's funny. I had a marriage couple, a counselor. They were they're they're pastors, but their whole thing is about marriage and how to keep the fires kind of going. And they're like, you know, you still need to date each other even when you're married, mm -hmm. which exactly. is really cool. A really cool way to look at it. Exactly. If you had to take all of this away, you know, like all of the fame, all of the TVs, all the money, who would be the one thing that you would count on? Like, what would be the the thing that you would want? that you would be the most relied on. You know what I'm saying? All I need is my husband and my kids. I don't yeah. care where I go. Yeah. I always tell my husband, you know, when we would, you know, we were, you know, hoping to make money and he was starting out and I would say, listen, you know, if you make money and we do well, great, mm -hmm. great. If not, you know, it's hard to live in LA without having money. I said, we'll move to Vail. My husband's an amazing skier. He used to compete, you know, downhill. I'm like, you could teach skiing, you know, I'll take care of the kids. I, I don't, if, as long as I have my husband and my kids, you can put me anywhere. And I feel don't like get me wrong. If, you, if I have the money, I'll, I'll spend it. I'm not saying that. But if I don't, 
I'm happy, you know, as long as I'm with my family and we're healthy. And I feel like you, you, I could tell that just by watching you. And I think that's why you're so relatable, because at the end of the day, it's really your family that means the most to you. And it's like the cameras are wonderful and the fame is wonderful, but that's just icing on the cake. Well, they make it easy because they're my favorite people to be with. Um, and it's a beautiful family. Like I just, I, you. you've you've done well. Thank you. <laughs> What's Thank you next? So much. Like, are you going to open up your store, Kyle, in I, New York? I think I am. Yeah, yeah. We're in my Soho. partner Lizzie and I are looking at spaces now. So, yeah, we had a pop up shop in the Hamptons. I visited which is it. Really I, I had a house right around the corner from there, and I got your little like, beach Birkin bag. I yeah, love that. Little yeah, <laughs> so fun. it was so funny. Every time I went in there, it was packed, and people yeah. were like, it was like a hangout. Yeah, and that's what I wanted always when we first opened the store, like in Beverly Hills. I have a sofa and tables. We call it the husband sofa. Yeah. they sit there watching the wife, you know, waiting to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, that's what but happened. But <laughs> it's just like a hangout, and I love that. And it was a beautiful store, so I'm glad to hear Kyle's. What are you gonna? What's you're, you're gonna call the store? I don't know. You know, it was like my the reason that I have the, it was Kyle and uh -huh. then underneath by Aileen too yeah. is because when I went to do a book signing mm -hmm. for my book back in I don't remember what year now, uh, it was at a store called Aileen Two mm -hmm. in Boca, and I, I came, know that store. I fell in love with that store, yeah. and I was like, I want to open a store like that. They're like, it has my name written all over it. Mm -hmm. Now it really does have my name written. <laughs> so I came back and I reached out to them, and that's why we kind of collaborated. And some people call it just Kyle. Yeah, I call. Sometimes it they Kyle. include the you know the little thing, the name at the bottom. But um, yeah, but we're partners, and um, so we're having fun. I hope you bring the store here. You have some great pieces. Every time I watch what you wear on the show, I'm like, oh, I need to buy that. I need to buy that. So. If you well, see some all, online it's orders from, from me. the store. <laughs> I know. If you see some online orders from me, that's why. So, what's next for you? Um, well, I'm still working on a scripted project um, that I'm doing with Warner Brothers. And um, let's see the four kids, the show, the store, <laughs> my husband. He should be what's, up there with the kids. <laughs> Go back. What's not next? Um, yeah, there's something else going on that I can, I'll talk about in about you know a couple months. And start talking about, but just a lot of stuff going on. Good. I have I have a lot on my plate, but you know, women are good multitaskers. We so sure are. Good. When yeah. a guy tells me he's too busy, I'm like, I'll show you busy. <laughs> I always joke and say, I can drive, cook a dinner, breastfeed, and send a fax all at the same time. <laughs> awesome. Um, you are just such a pleasure to talk to. I mean, I just love how open and honest you are. And oh, I just want to just wish you all the best and the happiest anniversary. And I hope that in six weeks, you're 25% skinnier. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am really excited. Yeah, and then I'm going to go do my stomach too. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.